Matt, did Great Britain um, win their soccer World Series? Uh well, that, that's pretty impressive that you got two things completely wrong in a single sentence. But uh, no. Super Bowl then. No, England oh, okay. did not win the World Cup. Or did they finish on the podium? Which podium? <laughs> the podium wait, wait. For, the podium wait. for the World Cup. Yeah, the podium, standard podium. Where well, we... was it a World Tour podium or was it a uh, World Cup mountain bike podium? Uh, standard uh, Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series podium. Three. No, they didn't. Oh. Where did England finish? Fourth. Oh, so they made the wide-angle podium. Yeah. Okay, well, congrats. Um, Thanks. I I assume that the United States won? Uh, They were DNS. Well, good evening, gentlemen. It's been a while. Uh, welcome to episode 54 of the Yeah, You Ride podcast. This is Bodie Bodie. Hey there, guys. This is the T-Bone. And this is Socherio. I haven't seen you guys in a while, or I haven't seen you guys in our recording studio, so it's nice to be back. Uh, what have you guys been up to? I've uh, been promoting some races with you. Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, been riding some bikes also with you. Also true. How about that? Yeah. That's, uh, that's a new one. It's been a while since we've uh, gone out and really put in, done a couple hard rides together. And um, I have actually been watching a lot of the World Cup over at Sertirio's abode. Yeah, and uh, I've had a lot of leisure time to do that because I have not been riding bicycles with either of you or promoting races, and uh, which I don't do anyway. But I... Uh, I have been uh, breaking bits of myself uh, with bizarre gardening accidents, so yeah. got that going for me. Uh, you know, it's kind of on. It's kind of hashtag on brand for you to hurt yourself. I gotta say, <laughs> uh, since we started this podcast, you've had about I don't know four or five various injuries. Yeah, and the um, worst thing is they all happen to the same leg every time. I have a perfect left leg. It's like the leg of Adonis, whereas my right leg is just this mangled, broken, messed up. Thing. I hope You're, you have a, uh, a one-sided power meter then. I do. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's a left leg power meter, and I'm not going to swap it out for anything else. Your left leg's got a death wish, huh? Uh, my right, right leg my right has leg. a death wish. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It, uh, apparently it does, yeah. So, kids, uh, don't do manual labor uh, if you don't have to. But I did see that you bought a TT helmet from our friend Jaden um, today I, I, online, so I think it sounds like you're... You're planning on getting the bike soon. You actually won mm. an eBay auction on a cyclocross frame as well, Nat. So I guess you're uh, planning on using that bum leg at some point soon. You yeah. can, you can, you can, you can break the man, but you can't keep him from spending money on bikes. That's right. I'm uh, getting ready for some aero gravel. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. And uh, speaking of our friend uh, Jaden and, and talking about rides, we went into um, our buddy Jaden's leaving town. Unfortunately, he's and so he said that this this last week and was his last Giro and I hadn't been to the Giro in over a year mm-hmm. um, and you know with my fitness being where it was my goal was to just not get dropped and I would you know watch Jaden as he attacked the group and just you know do the ride you know kind of finger quotes with him um, but so I sat in pretty much all the Giro tail gun the thing it was hard but it was fun had a good time and uh, found myself in a good spot for the very last sprint at the last bridge Mm-hmm. and attacked and got in a small little breakaway with uh, Jaden and one other guy as we went up the last bridge and uh, I attacked them and was leading and was going to win the last sprint and then Jaden came around me mm-hmm. and I conceded the victory to Jaden and when he got to the top of the bridge he turned around he said fuck you Jiro did he? <laughs> yes <laughs> and rode off into the sunset Oh, uh, was he wearing his cowboy hat? He was actually pulled it out for that moment. Yeah, and kind of like dopped his cap or doffed his cat. The imaginary he, cowboy hat at that tipped point. Tipped his hat. Yeah. Tipped his hat. Was to it the like Giro, a, it was like a slim Pickens and Doctor Strange love moment? Where he's riding the missile. Yeah, that was me going up the hill. Um, yeah, 
But anyway, that, I thought that was kind of a funny story. Well, <laughs> Jaden invited me over uh, Sunday morning before the Giro uh, for a cup of coffee because he is notoriously uh, offended by the Starbucks coffee that's served at the Starbucks where the Giro starts. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, agree with him on that. Yep. So anyway, he was kind enough to invite me over in the morning for a cup of coffee, and I went over and uh, oh, chatted I did not with know him. this. Yeah, yeah. You would have been invited too, but you, you, were, you, you come from invited. a different direction. Hmm. Or was it you were not invited, Bodie? <laughs> Probably not. I'm, yeah. I'm way down the lower ninth. I got to go over these industrial canal, and I'm you know, battling garbage trucks and dump trucks to get out to the lakefront. So I, I come from the wrong side of the tracks. Well, so we had a nice cup of coffee, and then it was time to leave for the Giro, and Jaden had uh, found a wacky pair of sort of like rainbow, sort of striped, rainbow-colored, sort of a gradient rainbow sunglasses uh, mm. that, that he'd found. He had two pair of them, and he was wearing one. I was like, oh, those are cool, man. He's like, oh, I found two pairs of these, actually. You want the other pair? I said, sure. They gave them to me, and I was like, well, hey, man, in your honor, I'm going to ride with these sunglasses on today. Well, I had my... Uh, normal riding shades, which are my Rafa shades. <laughs> normal, normal. That, that <laughs> just normal. My, my usual shades. Sponsor plug, sponsor yeah. plug. <laughs> um, that match my helmet. <laughs> they match my helmet and fit. You know, they, they, they slot into the helmet slots just mm-hmm. perfectly. Uh, great sunglasses. I love them. So I took those off, put the ones that Jaden gave me that probably cost $2 yeah. uh, on my eyes, and put my Rafa sunglasses in my back jersey pocket. And uh, about 45 miles later, we stopped for a flat, and I reached around to check my phone and grab some food out of my pocket and realized that my glasses had fallen out of my pocket. So thanks a fucking lot, Jaden, for giving me those fucking $2 shades that I felt obligated to wear because you made me lose my fucking Rafa sunglasses. Wow. Um, joking, uh, Jaden, actually. Well, you was, know how it started is you gave him like a pair of $2 sunglasses at Harvard Master Criterium four years ago. That's right, which he and, still wears. And now he's paying you back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> those are his lucky shades, though. He hasn't lost a race since I gave him those shades. Well, there you go. Okay. You'll never you, you'll never lose the cheap plastic sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides our big weekend event, there's another big bike race, and bike race happening right now. Uh, guys? Should we talk about La Tour? Did I say it right? <laughs> Keep La- going. Lay Tour? Yeah. Sure. Lay Tour. Sure. La? Keep going. I don't know what other ways are to say it. De, La? De, Lay? La Tour. You haven't finished it yet. Oh. <laughs> de France. <laughs> Tour de France. All right. Yes. Yeah, so the big first off, big news of Tour de France this year. The biggest news, I think, really um, kind of shook the whole cycling scene was that the day before the tour started, mm-hmm. Velo Games leagues were Sh- shut down. Shut down. No more. Well, their their Tour de France league got shut down by ASO. Took the cycling industry. By storm. And the Tour de France and the ASO with a brilliant move of dropping a fantasy Tour de France game on the universe two days before the race started. Yeah, way, literally, way, to build, way to build a fan yeah, base, way yeah. to build a base right there. Yeah way, way to, yeah, way to get people to join up, give them, you know, 24 hours, literally 24 hours to put their team together, figure out how to play the stupid game. Yeah. Put your lawyers, you know, sick your lawyers on little velo games here to shut their league down that has a, you know— huge and loyal fan base uh, and then put up your own put up your own game um, I don't know that didn't seem to be very so well wait, thought out so wait but did you guys make a team on this other league I, I did. boycotted it yeah okay I, I also- didn't boycott it I made a team and I called it <laughs> Velo Games Forever it's riding the fence there bro you're riding the fence see I, I am boycotting the tour entirely because of this you're not even watching it nope not even yeah really so you didn't so, watch any of the tour no none of it <laughs> none, none, none of it <laughs> Well, nope. So hang on, we. we um, That's not true. I mean, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, it. Was a little bit upsetting. Yeah, it, I mean, look, it, it was it, annoying for everybody. I think I had made a provisional team. I'd adjusted it a few times. Um, I wasn't completely dialed in. Um, but I had made a team. 
then went back and adjusted it after we had our chat. Had to get rid of Sagan, um, but I was okay with that because I was gonna pick another sprinter. And so I, I never, I don't, don't even remember what team I had, but I do know, and we'll get this later, that I did have Port as my GC guy. Mm. So, okay, yeah, well, probably a slight relief for you there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, seeing Sags win in two stages, I was I had Gaviria. I said on the podcast, Gaviria's going to win six stages. Don't know if that's going to happen now. I think all of those six stages are done, right? So all the sprinting's done. There's got to be more. I don't know. I feel like there's more. There's there's usually a few in the middle, and then you yeah, have the there's maybe two or three potential sprint Possible. stages in right. the you know. But we had we had two Gaviria. To Sagan. And now to... And to Gronavagen now. Gronavagen, yeah. Let's let's talk sprints. Um, Gronavagen won on the Champ last year. Yep. That was his first tour win, right? Yeah. Kind of a breakout... Uh, As you go for first tour wins, that's the big one. Not bad. And this year, he... I hasn't think, done a lot so far, and was well, he, uh, expectations maybe were that... Hasn't done a lot where? It hasn't done a lot... Um, you know, this season so actually, far. he's had a really good season. Yeah. He's had nine wins. Uh, well, actually, ten, more, wins, ten now. wins now this yeah. season. All right, edit that out then. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not editing anything. Well, his tour started off pretty, it was a slow burn, wasn't it? And I think he was finding his legs, but he, he certainly like, found them uh, on yeah, stages seven and eight. destroyed Gaviria yeah. on that one stage. Yeah. He outsprinted Gaviria the way that Gaviria had been outsprinting people in the tour of California. So that was pretty amazing to see. Um, I don't think I would have had uh, Gronavagen on my fantasy team, but I have Gaviria and Gronavagen on my new ASO fantasy <laughs> league, <sighs> and somehow I'm still doing really terribly. I don't know. I don't get Who's that. Who's your team captain in that league? Yeah, well, you have to change that every day, right? Yes, you can change it every day. You don't have to. You can leave it, but, but you it get, probably makes sense. You to get double really... points for your team captain. So on mm. the sprint stages, you want to have your team captain be your sprinter, and all, you know, it's you know, look, there's some. It it could be kind of cool. I'm not sure. I hadn't Begrudgingly, really figured it out. It's kind of got some good stuff to it. Yeah. You're thinking maybe. Yeah. Well, you, they so, stole my idea, which was that on the rest day you can change people out. And I think that's an awesome idea. Mm, well, so like you have like a maximum of four subs, like in a world, but you Cup can't do that in the actual tour. No, but it's a fantasy league. And like people do that. And <laughs> otherwise you just pick like, imagine like fantasy football, you just pick a whole bunch of guys and then people get injured. You can't swap them out, whatever. Right. But Bodie, it makes it more interesting. But in, but in football, you have games and then you can make transfers during the season. I know. But you can refocus your team strategy in the Tour de France if you lose a rider. And so I think the idea of subbing in and having the opportunity to sub in a rider to your fantasy team on a rest day kind of makes sense because it's just the same thing. You're sort of refocusing your priorities. Much as we do in the Spring Classics League, right? Well, the, see, I like the Classics, but that also makes sense because it's different races, so there's always a different start list for each team. Anyway, that's getting too much into the weeds. Yeah. Um, so sprinting, we're about to hit the mountains tomorrow, um, but wait. I guess we have one more thing. Uh, before- well, yeah, you said you said the the, the tadpole uh, Gronavagen beat Gaviria in that in that stage, and he did come around him and, and run pretty fast uh, uh, by him. But did did Gaviria beat himself in that stage by wasting what? a fair amount of time <laughs> headbutting? Uh, that was in the stage after. Well, so the first one he just oh, clean beat Gaviria right, right in yeah. stage seven, stage eight. There was a little bit of argy-bargy going on yeah. between, well, there was Gaviria. So Gaviria was trying to get through a hole that wasn't there. Yep. Gripa was like, nope, not going not gonna to happen on my watch, young young buck. Um, so, yeah, headbutton. They both got relegated. What do you guys think mm. about that? Well, I read afterwards that that wasn't the reason Gripa got relegated. He yeah, got yeah. relegated earlier, earlier. Yeah, yeah. for I an saw. earlier incident, which I didn't see at oh, all. Oh, it's, it's literally like 50 yards before, meters before. And what happened? Some Sunweb guy. He just kind of like... Oh, so him. he did the same thing? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't sound very gripely, does it? I mean, he's usually quite a gentleman in the sprints. He's very... He he's seems nicknamed like a, the Gorilla. No, that's because he's like... They're gentle. Are they? Well, that's odd because like he's named the Gorilla because he's so big. And then you see him next to a bunch of other guys. He's actually he's, tiny. He's tiny. Where's a small jersey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean... I think Gaviria, yeah, should have been relegated. 
I don't know about the Griper one. I didn't actually see that part. I don't know. I mean, like, it. Robin's racing, right? And I guess here, here's my thing why I don't think is because it's not like they're taking their hand off the bars and swinging at each other like mm. a Lars Bohm or someone else. Like smack. It's 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 your head. You have your hands on the bars, and really, you can't apply much pressure or force with your head while your body is still there like you you're not you don't have a lot of leverage so like the impact is like super light it's more of like a get out of the way yeah you can lean in with you can lean into somebody with your elbow but you know if you lean into them with your head and kind of bounce it back and forth off their helmet a few times it's not okay and besides everybody's wearing helmets anyway right so how bad could it hurt well true i remember as football players (laughs) i remember not too long ago mark renshaw getting kicked off the tour for doing pretty much exactly what gaviria did well that to you know to me is the biggest atrocity of all of this because what did gaviria suffer being relegated he didn't win the stage that's all he gives a shit about so it's like if you're relegated from second to 98th he loses green jersey points Points. Yeah, loses. Yeah. yeah, loses some green jersey. Which he's points. not going to win against against um, Sagan. And he doesn't give a shit about time. And he probably didn't lose that much time being relegated from second no, to ninety eight either because he got bumped to the back of the of the winning pack. Yeah, I'm sure they get fined. I mean, they fine you. They fine you for everything. But, but you know, yeah. I mean, Renshaw getting kicked out of the tour that has huge ramifications. That actually might have the chilling effect of potentially keeping someone from doing that again if that's what you're trying to do if you're trying to impose a sanction that makes somebody decide i'm not you know i'm not going to do this again i i certainly don't think renshaw deserved to get kicked out of the tour eight years ago and i don't think that free sagan it's i don't think that it's fair (laughs) yeah i mean kicking someone out of the race is a pretty pretty severe penalty yeah all right, so, okay, that was all that business. There was also the Mur de Breton, which was a, a great stage. Who won that? Dan Martin. Dan Martin um, on the, the roads of Brittany. That was an intense stage. There was a couple of intense days in Brittany, like those little twisty roads and everything. I mean, that was hard work for everybody. A lot of climbing on that stage. Yeah, a lot of up and down on that yeah. stage. Crazy. I mean, Brittany is like no, I mean, I think, you know, some people were saying there, there was no stretch of flat road whatsoever that day um trash or panache uh the zipperless jersey Ooh, trash uh, trash oh i don't know i would like to try one on i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say but i'm gonna vote trash just on form factor now i i you, you lose Bodhi, <laughs> just by saying that you want to try it on and that you you mold it over for a you, minute that thing can't. is straight trash that's a millisecond <laughs> yeah. millisecond trash yeah you can't go full kirienko on you that, know so. that's what it's gonna you know all the rest of the jersey manufacturers start doing that now uh no no they're not they are all right. So uh, I think we need to move on to the biggest stage that just happened mm, and yes. a lot of storylines was yesterday's stage the stage into Roubaix, mm-hmm. the cobble stage, the mini Roubaix stage. Paris Roubaix 2, Electro Boogaloo. There you go. Um, Loved lo- it. Yeah. Fantastic, exciting from beginning to end. Um, Some really cool uh, visual images. You had the yellow jersey. Um, in the, in the winning breakaway, yeah, just some amazing shots of. I saw some Gruber images, photos of Van Evermint, um, you know, popping in that yellow jersey, coming out of a cloud of dust on the cobbles, and uh, that's a cool thing to see. Yeah, you do not see the yellow jersey in a break in the Tour de France very often, do you? Unless it's at the end of a high mountain stage. I mean, you just very rarely see it in a in a in a in a stage like this. Just doesn't, you know, it's a perfect set of circumstances for it to happen. Obviously. The yellow jersey at this point in time, Greg Van Evermont, probably not a GC contender, so a lot of the GC guys were willing to sort of let him get away. Right. But also, he's a fucking hard man and knows how to ride the cobbles and yeah. you know made made the winning break. Nobody nobody had the legs to go with him. That's great to see. That's exciting racing, you know. And you know, John Degenkolb gets a huge win. Yeah, uh, that was pretty awesome to see. He was he was at the front, and then when he made that selection. I was like, oh, this is this is big. This is important. Can he do it? I mean, the group he's with, Lampart and Van Evermint, he's clearly the class sprinter out of them. Right. Although, you know, hasn't had a World Tour win since his accident. So, 
you know, does he still have it in him? And he let it out from the front and uh, raised his arm with victory. And I think I got chills. Yeah, no, I was yeah. just going to say, if you weren't happy to see that, if you're a fan of cycling and you weren't happy to see John Degenkolb win that stage, then you've got no heart. I mean, that just, that was, he, he deserved that. That was great. Loved it. And, and seeing, like, you know, his team, at, him and Rent with his team afterwards and, and other riders coming up to congratulate him. And then his, you know, and then the interview he gave, which was, you know, really emotional, wasn't it? I mean, Great it's, interview. you know, seeing him in tears and stuff like that. It's like, this is what it means to somebody. It's, uh, yeah, truly phenomenal. And if you haven't seen that, you'll be able to, you know, go on YouTube or wherever and, and, and see video of that. It's, uh, it's well worth seeing. You know, when I went down and separated my shoulder a year ago, I thought to myself, I'll, I'll never win. I'll never win another professional cycling race again. And uh, and you haven't. And I haven't. And, uh, and, I, and I suspect that will always be true. So, uh, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's that's very much like when I, uh, you know, I had an accident and I, I, cut, I severed two tendons in my, in my finger. And I said, you know, I said to them in the hospital, I said, uh, will I... Will I be able to play the piano? Will I ever play the piano again? Yeah. Well, I said, will I be able to play the piano? And they said, they said yes. And I said, great, because I couldn't before. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm um, here all night, guys. Uh, some uh, guys that uh, didn't have nearly as good a day no. as uh, Degenkolb. Uh, start with Richie Port. Yeah. Oh. Stage nine. That, the curse of stage nine that's for right. Richie. Yeah. That is, man, I was super bummed out. And on when I first heard that he was out, I thought it happened during the cobbles. And I was like, that's it. This chaos. They should not have cobbles in. No, he, fr- he frumed it. He crashed 10 kilometers into in. the race. Yep. Oh, on, come on, on looked port. like a really innocent section of Why road. Why are you going to be such a triathlete? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so he breaks the collarbone. Fun fact, a uh, times. Lance was a triathlete. Yeah. Although he wasn't very good in the classics either, so, you know. Yeah, yeah I just, you hate to see it. Um, you want to watch, he was, you know, going to be the person to take down uh, Team Sky, maybe, hopefully. Mm. I never really felt that way about it. <laughs> no? No. He had a pretty good season. Well, he had a great backup, but the, the great thing is, was after he'd gone down, they had their backup man, TJ. So... God, TJ, TJ, TJ. Who uh, only lost six minutes on that stage. Only six minutes, only six minutes. So hard. I felt really bad for him. I did. You saw him at the back scrambling and falling and just looking like uh, a frog on a skateboard. There was (laughs) one point where it was like the, the road turned left and he just went completely straight, didn't he? And he just went straight off. I don't Man. know. Has uh, anybody, I haven't even seen, has anybody any interviews with him? Has he? I think he's probably kept a low profile. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine who even wants it. So, uh, I feel bad for him. So, yeah, BMC loses Port. Uh, their backup plan loses six minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but GVA's... They're still in yellow. In yellow. Yeah, they're teaching him how to ride mountains Could on this rest day as he, we speak. He's yeah. there, He's now He's now their GC. Uh, their GC hope. But, but Townsend, you brought... You, are they giving him any... Or maybe are they pumping him full of uh, baby food? Or what What did Greg Van Evermint get? Oh, the baby formula injection? Some sort of... Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't forget about that GVA. Mm. Um, so, okay, Townsend, you brought up a really interesting point about that stage when we were discussing it the day of. And one of the things that you said was it was two races in one, which it was a mini Roubaix. Which is a, a you know a one day classic. That's right. But it was also remember this is the Tour de France and there's a lot of GC guys out there, and so they have to be protected and don't and not lose time. So that was absolutely fascinating. I mean, I've never seen. You can't imagine like in Paris Roubaix seeing Domenico Pozzavivo in the front group. I mean, that was you know astonishing to see. People like Pozzavivo, people like Quintana, tiny little climbers up there on a cobble. And, you know, and these were not, this is not like a, you know, cobbles light. This is like the real deal. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, a couple of things about that. I guess, you know, you would also have to say with the exception of, of guys like Degenkolb and, and Greg Van Avermaet, Sagan. I mean, there were certainly some people in there that would, you would think of as being guys that would be competitive generally in the classics. Yeah. Obviously, <clears throat> these teams weren't bringing their classic squads to the tour. Well, um, 
Partially. Partially. I mean, some, some teams were more wired to try to win a stage like this than others. Uh, but for any team that had GC guys, your focus still had to mainly be on protecting them and making sure that they didn't lose too much time. Um, and, but, but at the same time, there was a race for the stage that was really different than a sprint stage, obviously, because yeah. it was not a, you know, break goes away, Peloton catches, then there's a bunch sprint for the win, and one of, you know, 10 sprinters or really one of a handful of sprinters is going to win. Uh, nor was it a rolling stage where you might have a break go away and survive, you know, a Thomas DeHent type stage. This right. was really a special, a Who different interestingly beast. was in the break. Yeah, for a moment. Shout out to American Chad Haga, also in the break. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was I thought this was fantastic. Uh, I, I really enjoyed sort of watching to see what teams did. For instance, Matt, you and I were talking after the stage about what Movistar did when they sent half their team back to ride in the second peloton with Landa to mm-hmm. protect him after he crashed. Try, after he crashed to try to help him yeah. recover back up, and ultimately he did recover most of that time. And they, but they left Quintana uh, unprotected in the front group. I think Valverde. He had Valverde with him. Yeah. Um, but you know Valverde's riding for Valverde. Yeah. But Quintana was riding pretty well for That's right. himself yeah. in the front group. He also did some classics this year. Yeah, him and Valverde both did. Uh, but some yeah. rainy classics. So, yeah. yeah, I think... But yeah, there's dual strategy. Um, it looks like uh, EF Education First was all in on protecting Iran. Mm. Uh, yeah, they, it was an unfortunate day for them because they were riding really well and, you know, they, they had a rough day. So Taylor really pulling him in as hard as he could at the finish there, but he lost a little bit of time. He uh, did. Bardet was, that was an amazing comeback. Man of the match, in my uh, estimation. Maybe Degen Culp. you got to give Degen Culp because he, he gets the win. But, um, the assist. Uh, he gets other, the assist. Yeah, other than... <laughs> other than uh, uh, Degenkolb, I'm going to give man of the match to Bardet. I, I mean, guess. I mean, yeah. What he had like yeah, you didn't you didn't like it as much. Mechanical. I, at some point, it seemed he had, like he, he had was at least three flats, two bike changes, and I think it was like four three flats, three bike changes, because because mm. he didn't like the right paint there. on his bike. I don't know. That's what it looked like. It looked like he was being finicky, um, and he was riding bikes that were fine, but maybe they weren't like exactly what he wanted. But whatever he. So he, he purposely lost a bunch of time changing no, bikes for that reason? He, I don't know. I don't know. It that just, sounds very French of him. It, yeah, <laughs> it seemed very French what he did. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know. I mean, you take the, the, the prototypical sort of fussy Frenchman, and and this was not Bardet on that stage. He was mm. he was a freaking hard man a la Tige Benoit in Strada Bianchi, in my opinion. Speaking of which, Tige, Tige Benoit went out on what, stage four or something? But uh, big shout out to friend of a friend of the podcast, Oliver Nassen, for really putting in some work there for Bardet. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And then for Bardet for not ever giving up. I mean, True. he he was he was a almost a minute down on that on that front group, and with with uh, Nason's help and others, um, lost uh, about nine seconds. Dillier, on, Dillier on helped him, yeah. and he only lost about four or five seconds. He 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 clawed his way back almost to the back of that front group by the end and and and, and if you if you look you'll see that uh, Nason and Dillier and those guys they finished a good bit further down at some point Bardet went on his own mm-hmm. and bridged the last part of that all on his own he just yeah. went all in so chapeau chapeau to monsieur Bardet well so, I, I've got a last quick thing about mm-hmm. it so a lot of team directors and stuff had differing views on the whole thing about whether this should be in the Tour de France or not I know, uh, interestingly, um, uh, Mitchelton Scott's team director, um, uh, what's his name again? Matt White. Matt White. He was very much against it. He did not feel it had a place in the tour. Uh, FDJ's team director, Mark Maddio, obviously, who's a big, who won uh, Paris-Roubaix twice, was very for it. Team Sky's team uh, director, Cerves Canavan, who won Paris-Roubaix once, said it should be in there every year. Uh, so, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of uh, differing opinion. What we can say, I mean, as a GC mountain climber, I would imagine you would rather not have it there. 
but uh, it made for an incredible spectacle for it, us as spectators. Did. But look, I mean, you know, with the exception of Port crashing out, TJ sort of Tijin, um, the GC guys handled it with, you know, fairly fairly well, right? I with mean, a plum. With a plum, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, a, but there was a lot of crashing. There yeah. were a lot of crashes. There was. And there were people that maybe were getting hurt. And, and, you know, maybe an argument could be made that for this kind of a race, it doesn't have a place from the, from the fan perspective. Mm. That is, you know, my perspective as a fan of bicycle racing. I thought for all the reasons that we've talked about, yeah. it was fantastic. Right. And then I'll say this also, if you're going to do it, do it like they did it this year. Don't do it like they did it, you know, in years past where they do one or two little cobbled sectors. Because that's just, you know, that's just kind of BS. That's, that's you know, that that's not, you, if you're going to do it, go all in on it and do a stage like they did it this year. I agree. Well, I think that if you look at the three Grand Tours um, and Tour de France, I feel like Sep does set itself apart that it is it has uh more elements where you know the vault is just like climbing you know it's a serious amount of climbing um even the giro and the tour has a lot of climbing too but it does have some really big sprints you know that are that are those are that's part of the tour and i think the whole idea that you have all these elements like these long slow days that people are complaining about mm. I mean I think they are part of the whole thing like if you have you have those long slow days and that makes you really appreciate the short short impactful days like it's it's uh, it all is part of the story it tells do something you, do you need a 240k pan flat stage you might not need maybe one only well we had one <laughs> okay well there you go yeah and also you know hey you're a race director you gotta you gotta get some money from those people who live at the mayors of those towns who want those race starts and finishes but yeah so yeah. i think the cobbles i think it's part of it i think it has been part of the tour for a long time for the almost the entire time the tour has been around so it's not like it's anything new um i think hmm. Well, you got to remember, like when the tour first started, and when they first hit the mountains, those were dirt roads. Yeah, there weren't there weren't paved modes, roads over the Pyrenees. Those were all dirt roads. So, so yeah, it's um, I mean, it, it does hark back a little bit to the to the early hardman days. I guess I guess the one thing I don't like is 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 is, uh, is the spectacle for spectacle's sake. Like, let's mm. throw in a crazy cobbly stage because crashes are going to happen and that's going to make people watch it. Like, I don't want to watch crashes. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I want to watch really good racing. It was great People racing. getting yeah. caught up, having to come back. Like, that's good racing. Look, don't get so, me wrong. I'm, I, I would no, have, I know you're not. I would have preferred the stage with no crashes, you know, and, I, and I'm hoping and assuming well, that liked, the directors would as well. I when ran over Johnny Muscon. Well... <laughs> That 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 one photo of Froome in mid-flight is yeah, absolutely spectacular. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an amazing photo. Um, Froome's gone flying a couple times in this race so far. He, <laughs> he has, has, but he still seems to be doing okay. Wow. So we're rest day now. Yep. Uh, tomorrow it's moving into the mountains. Those those skinny guys are going to be in their natural environment. Uh, it's all gonna it's all gonna get shattered. The GC is gonna completely blow up now i mean because most of those guys are within a minute or so of each other um all right well let's close out the tour by asking this question yeah. who's in yellow this time next week mm. good 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 cue let me let me see where we're going to be next week well we will have we will have done at least three stages in the alps yeah we'll have done the alps uh, uh, so the idea is probably that one of the GC contenders is going to assert themselves and and um, and snatch yellow. Um, I'll start Garrett Thomas. Well, that's the obvious choice because he's fair way a, a fair few seconds ahead of the rest of them. It's the obvious choice unless he loses you know forty five seconds to well, one of the G really has, really strong has climbers. Had some bad in the luck uh, in Grand Tours in the past, and so he is not a pure climber. I'll go for somebody else. I mean. I would have gone for America's uh, America's uh, contender, Dan Il Martin. Dan no, Martin. Ilna Zakarin. Oh. <laughs> but uh, damn, <laughs> harsh because it's true. No, Comrade uh, let's see. I'm gonna say Valverde. 
I was going to say Valverde, too. So I'm going to say Micah, Rafa Micah. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Interesting choice. Cigar. So we've got Valverde, Micah, and uh, who G? was my choice? Yeah. G. Yeah. <laughs> Garen Thomas. <laughs> who was my choice? Yeah. All right. Are, those are three uh, interesting picks. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. All right. Let, let, me just, let me just say, I hope it's one of those three. Yeah. I hope so, too. All right. Um, Where are we at? Okay. Post. Okay. Tour de France uh, transfer and uh, sh- uh, team shuffle changes quickly, very quickly. We got two items. Okay. Yes. Uh, big news from the Tour de France. Okay. First of all, <laughs> Richie Port. He crashed may- out of the tour, right? Crashed out Broke of the his tour. collarbone. Maybe good for the Vuelta, but the big news is he's going to Trek Segafredo next year. He is going to ride for Thomas Goinge? Uh, no. Oh, okay. But uh, Tom Scrange is having a hell of a tour, yes. Uh, the other thing with on the men's side, related to that, BMC is now going to be, next year, going to be sponsored by CCC Sprandy or CCC, Polish sponsor. So BM- BMC, CCC. BMC to the fourth. Yeah, yeah, but I think they're losing BMC as a, as a bike sponsor. So what do, how do you square root of fourth power? I don't know. It's C, okay. C to the foot, whatever. And uh, but it's going to be based around GVA. He's staying with the team. C C and C B M C Music Factory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We'll have to and play some of that. The GVA Cobble Stars. Right. Um, so also, wait. Are they going to be bringing those hot kits? It's going to be orange. Them. They yeah. are going to be orange. So orange is coming back to the world tour. Dig it. Yeah. So there's also, speaking of new teams, speaking of Trek, mm. Trek is starting a women's world tour team. Yes. And they are pilfering uh, the rest of the women's tour teams right now. And their number one signing is... Lizzie Dignan. Who's pregnant currently. She's currently pregnant, going to have a baby and come back and race And the baby's going to race for but Trek. But they've, <laughs> they've also poached, uh, the, this is, well, rumor mill or whatever, they've also poached about half of... The Wiggle High Five team, which looks like Wiggle High Five is going to fold, uh, which is you know kind of a shame that the one of those teams that a team is going to go away. I think there's been well, a lot it's getting replaced by another team, so we're just. I guess it's getting replaced by another team, but I guess that um, there's been a lot of like financial issues and stuff with that team uh, this year. So that one's going away, and yeah, that that'll be the new a new force. So it's great to see big bike brand Trek getting behind stuff i mean and two world two world tour teams with two theoretically world tour contenders uh, although port has yet to really deliver yeah that's true tour de suisse this year i mean there's always balcomalama right he'll still be on track yeah yeah you know <laughs> Well, you, you don't Matt's think, not impressed by book not, a, not a solid number two book malama <laughs> is going to finish sixth nope Eighth in this tour. I mean, top right. ten, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a bell deal. So the other big race that's happening that actually wrapped up, which uh, you can't watch, mm-hmm. um, really hard to find coverage, um, was the Giro Rosa. Yep. Women's World Tour 10-day stage ten, race. Yeah, yeah arguably, arguably the, the, the longest, biggest race. Yeah, right? the longest women's Grand Tour. So how why does that not have TV coverage yet the OVO Women's Tour of Britain does? Yeah, that's, that's a, I'm so it's, it's above my pay grade, but I do remember a couple years back there was at least a daily recap of the Giro Rosa. Yeah, that one was. of the teams was doing. Well, Mitchelton Scott was doing it. Yeah, so last year last some, year they did a great um, daily recap of it. Yeah. I believe there are some videos you can watch of recap videos. Uh, Anime Van Vluten won, smashed it. Um, also, American Ruth Winder was held the. I guess is it pink? I don't know. I haven't seen. Is it a pink jersey? The Giro Rosa. The leader's yes. jersey. I, think, I believe it's pink. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's all I really have about this race. Uh, well, I wish I knew more. Mitchells and Scott smashed it. They had first and second on GC, and they ended up with the pink and the green jersey overall. Uh, so really dominant. Performance. So is this? Um, do you know, Matt? Is this? Like a Grand Tour, it has sprint stages, it yeah. has mountain stages. Is there, it does. Was there a uh, time trial? Was there a team time trial? I think there was. No, there, there was, was an, an uphill in- time. There was a mountain time trial. Yeah, which, which Van, yeah, which Van Vluten smashed. Yes. Um, and then the next day, she smash. the next day was the Zonkalan, 
Fun fact, Annemiek van Vloten is 11th overall on Strava on the Monte Zonkalan. Nice. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I mean, she, she did it, I think the fastest time was uh, uh, somebody in this year's Giro got like, did it in like 42 minutes and she did it in 48, which is, you know, absolutely, you know, an astonishingly superb performance. If you go to everyone's favorite cycling aggregator, steephill.tv, there is a bunch of highlights from each stage. It looks like they're five okay. minutes or so, uh, all made by the UCI. Uh, not in that doesn't replace uh, actual coverage nope. um, of a women's grand tour, which we should have, but that's a good place to get caught up and watch a little women's racing. So we, speaking of racing, speaking of series, mm. this Wednesday, uh, Townsend and I's Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series is, is having its last race. Yeah. Uh, we Hard ra- to believe. We are at the end already. Yeah. We, we raced last week. Um, it was race number three. We had a little bit of a rainy weather come our way. Um, but by the time the bike law race went off, I want to say it was not raining. Yeah. It had stopped. It was tough though. The the whole setup was in the rain. Um, I was literally doing uh, registration and uh, the back. entry in the in the back of my in the trunk of my car uh, to try to stay out of the the, the rain. It, it was rough, rough start, but uh, beautiful, beautiful finish. And there, all the races went off. Thanks to everybody for coming out and not letting the rain get them down. I think we were maybe ten riders down from the week before, even That's with right. all that all that bad weather. Uh, still well over our uh, predicted number of riders that that we were counting on showing up. Um, the community's really stepped up to support us in this. So thanks to everybody uh, who's out there. Thanks again, especially to our uh, sponsors. And Bodie's going to um, throw out uh, some of those names real quick about the the folks that have helped us uh, bring this bring this race on. Yeah, we just want to give a big shout out to Porsche of New Orleans. Uh, Swirl Wine Bar, Bike Law, Louisiana, Massey's, our grand prize sponsor, and more on that later, Han Enterprises, if you need any playground equipment, Kind Human Bikes, doing a raffle, still up. You can mm. still buy tickets to win the Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series bike. Till the end of the month, is that? Till the end of the month. Yeah. Roulet, our leader's jersey sponsor, Urban South Brewery, bringing all the good tasty beers, and RCI, a little-known company out mm. of Los Angeles. Rito mm. Casey Incorporated? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Thanks much. Um, so, yeah, last week in the 1-2-3-4 race, Sam LeBlanc once again took the sprint uh, over Lance Abshire, back again for the second week and second, and podium rounded out by Bo Dennis. So we have Sam LeBlanc is, is a repeat. That was a repeat of the week before, right? It was pretty much, yeah. yeah. And uh, Sam's pretty much running away with that overall. I think he's going to take it. I think he likes that jersey. What do you think, Bodie? I think he does. Uh, he's going to get himself a custom-made one. Uh, but we do have a pretty close tie for second at 16 points, and we've got someone in fourth, Brian Bourgeois, at 15 points. So this this next race is really going to decide the rest of the podium and the five-person payout. Mm. Um, and in the 3-4-5 race, we had Nada Resvani, who came back after missing week two. He uh, out-sprinted our teammate, Dan Swan, uh, who was followed by Eric Stewart, recent upgrade to Cat 4. Wow. Um, Eric Sagan Stewart. Yeah. And in that close, that race actually, that series is pretty close to... It is 18, 17, 16, wow. and then 11. So I think anyone really in that top three could win the overall. And that's Nader, Adam Stevens. Adam Stevens, Daniel Swan. Daniel Swan. And then Eric Stewart has 11. So depending so, on who shows up this week, yeah. I don't think I've seen Nader on the pre-reg. 
Um, uh, no Adam's going to be there. He mentioned that to me after the race uh, last week. He was pretty stoked. He was looking over my shoulder as I was putting the results in the computer to see where he was in the overall, and he was pretty stoked to see himself good one point down. And I think he's got his eye on uh, got his eye on that overall. So well, well, he he has a good chance of getting it um, in the women's open, uh, just like in the men's open. Well, the men, the one, two, three, four. Emily Gass is has won every race. Uh, she has that handily. She's got she got 30 points over Taylor Gorman, who's in second with 20, and Elizabeth Reinhard with 14 in mm-hmm. third, but tie with Mignon Guerin, who also has 14 points. So mm. third place, last up at the podium, there's going to be a battle. Um, in our women's 4-5, Taylor Gorman is winning that one, followed close, uh, not too closely, but by Christina Larson and our teammate Elise Bahasa. And that one also, second, third, and fourth, very close. It's going to shake out in this last race. All right. As it should, right? Yeah. And let's see, last week we had Kylan Myers uh, won the Cat 5 race. Yep. Crest, our teammate. Uh, we had Derek, let's see, Ryan Gravois got second, and Will- Willem Backstrom, third place. All right. And in the junior race, we had Tucker Never, never remember how to say his last name. Hennigus, I think, isn't it? Hennigus uh, got first. And in second, Payne Thomas, new racer from the North Shore. Uh, his mom brought him down. Many thanks to Pete Christian for uh, inviting him to come down and race bikes. We're in a fifth anniversary semi-tough kit yeah, that look, I think Pete got him hooked good. up with. Yeah. And our friend from CX, Rudy Horvath, got third. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, going to be a good race this weekend. Uh, Wes is going to be back uh, on the it's mic. Not, it's not the weekend. It's going to be Wednesday. This, wow. Okay. Well, it feels like the weekend because it's going to be a party. We're working on trying to get some food out there. Um, hopefully, we'll have some good snacks. Urban South will have a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, please come out. This is the last one of the summer. Uh, we want to kind of go out with a bang. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to do it. So, yeah, Bodie, you mentioned it earlier and said uh, more later on uh, Massey's, our prize sponsor. Right. Let me just do a quick rundown here, guys, because we have uh, literally um, a ton of prizes to give away. Uh, we've got uh, Pure Cycle bicycles uh, for the winner of the men's and women's elite races. We've got uh, two uh, trainers, uh, bike trainers for uh the second place winner, second place podium spot in the uh, elite races. We've got a uh, Topeak digital pump, really cool. It's actually a frame pump um, that's got uh, some little kick out legs that you can uh, pin it under your feet, and it's got a little digital readout on the uh, telling you exactly how many uh, psi you have in your tires. Maybe great for cross uh, for people that want to dial yeah. in those pressures. Uh, we've got Yeti coolers, uh, like legit nice Yeti coolers for the... Uh, Are those first, wine coolers? Uh, no, those uh. would be the uh, Yeti Roadie 20 uh, quart coolers. Mm. Perfect size to bring out to the race. Uh, yeah. With your choice of beverages inside. I, those I would the, recommend uh, Urban South Beer. That's right. In the in there. Uh, those would be for the winners of the uh, men's 3-4-5 and the women's 4-5 races. Got uh, two Giro helmets for second place, and mm-hmm. we have a high lumen uh, headlight for the third place finisher in those races. We also have plenty of $50 Massey's gift cards to give away, lots of Camelback insulated bottles, uh, bunches of front and back light sets to give away, uh, some bicycle locks, and some uh, cooling towels to give out. So we're going to have some pretty stout swag bags for all these folks on the podiums uh thanks to massey's outfitters awesome so stick around we're gonna do race podiums for that day and we're gonna do overall podiums so folks yeah don't leave stick around we'll, we'll try to get them done as fast as we can um and hopefully there'll be snacks and beer that you you can munch on while you wait good deal can't wait all right well i okay we missed last that's great we missed last week Sorry. And I don't think we got to do a review of the Hammerdahl Criterium just to give a big shout out to that race. Right? I, I'd love to give a big shout out to that race. I raced it. Bodie, you were there taking pictures. Your pictures were fantastic. Your pictures were much better than my race performance. Uh, although I did win my second ever preem. 
that's and, right. Uh, and and I and I kept with uh, my. Was it as good as the basketball? It was. It was yes. It was better than the basketball, but it was in the same vein as the basketball. Both preems I've won were non-monetary preems. I've never <laughs> and won what money. They also, racing to do my, with sports yeah. that were nothing that's to right. do with cycling. No, I won a uh, Rouge Roubaix poster, a hand oh. uh, signed and hand colored Rouge Roubaix poster. It's actually really nice. I'm gonna get it framed and put it in my bike room. Wonderful. Uh, but the race was fantastic. Thanks, Dustin. It was a great venue and uh, I think that Dustin or someone uh, should do more races at that venue because it was a blast. It was super fun to race, and it was just uh, it was just a great party. It's it's what local bike racing should be all about, huh, Bodie? Yeah, it, it was a fantastic time. Uh, I liked I liked having Twilight Crit. There's something about uh, races at Twilight that add a bit of gravitas to them and mm. make them kind of more exciting. Uh, shout out, make for nice photos too. They do. Uh, shout out to our teammate Dan Swan who won the Omnium in the three fours and did really well in the one two three races also. Uh, won a bunch of preems, was attacking all the time. Uh, dude's riding real strong right now. It's gonna be a tune. Uh, Cat two sooner, sooner than later. Awesome. Yeah, I was I was really bummed I couldn't uh, get up there for that. Yeah, I mean, it's an hour away. You got to support local racing. Uh, it's, yeah, just good good scene. Yeah, I mean, Matt, you should have raced it with your broken leg. I mean, come on, dude. Come on, Matt. I know. I just really wimped out there. You, I think Pete Pete raced it with a broken hand. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, you broke the bone that's not weight-bearing. Come on. <laughs> so, guys, uh, first time we've said it on the podcast in a while. Is it? Is it? In, in are, a you, while. are you going to? I'm bringing this, it. Guys. Wait. Cross is, is coming. Oh, oh, here we go. Uh, so we're a month away from the start of our... Um, is the official... I think the official rule for the podcast, right, is that it's CX is coming happens after, after the, the tour, tour ends. But the tour did start late this year. Yeah, but we still like... We would still had one more week to go. So, I mean, but you are fine. a little... You're a little premature there. Okay, uh, well, let me uh, uh, let me let me rephrase. Okay, <laughs> so I think after the tour mm-hmm. is when you can officially start thinking about practicing cross. Like you could legitimately go out and do a cross practice after the tour ends. Fair enough. Okay, so that means now, two weeks before the tour ends, yeah. we can start to say that cross is is coming. Well, I cross is coming is coming. So what you're saying is that it's legitimately okay to start thinking about purchasing cross at this time. Yes. Yeah. Actually, no, it is. I mean, I was thinking that if I'm going to race, I should probably buy some tubulars soon and get them glued up and get them ready to go. Yeah. So, And in all seriousness, what I mean when I say that is this is the time of year where people start announcing dates for their races. Yep. Uh, we start actually talking about what particular week we're going to start cross practices. We've had some big news coming out of Ridgeland. Yeah. Our buddy Rolando uh, is doing a weeknight series in weeknight race series on Thursday nights in Ridgeland in the month of September. And that first race, uh, the the following Saturday, he is doing a cyclocross clinic with none other none other than Mister. John Page. Yeah. Big news. Huge, Huge news. news. And if you don't know who Jonathan Page is, get on the Googles right now. He is the only put it American. In your Google? Is that what Sagan says? <laughs> yes, put it in the Google. Put it in the Google. Yeah. He Jonathan Page is the only American male to ever finish on the world championship podium of Cyclocross. He finished second. Uh, and so, you know, he's a monster. He's also a multi-time U.S. national champion, uh, raced in Europe for many, many years. And my bicycle has his signature on it. That's true. You wait. Uh, you just bought a Trek, though. No, no. But my but my blue. No, I know. Has, but is a was... Jonathan Page signature series. Well, you're you, yeah. Obviously, it's not a good bike because you're getting rid of it. Well, obviously. your track is Boone, so it's got Daniel Boone's signature on it, right? <laughs> That's right. I, I thought it had Katie Compton's signature on it, uh, or Sven's, or you should yeah. bring your blue I'm to, to the CX I'm, camp. I'm going to get him to sign it. Nice. Yeah. All right. 
So yeah, so, so that's I can't big. sell it before then. That's happening in September. Our cross practices are going to be starting uh, mid August this year. As uh, with last, we have a special uh, boss uh, women's and women identified uh, pract- cross practice on Wednesday night, and then our open practice on Thursday night at the People's Course. Uh, we've got DSGP schedule is is coming out. We've got Boss Cross, which has a a save the date for October twenty first. October twenty first. Um, We've also got the New Orleans Kids Cyclocross Projects practices coming up. That's so going to be on Sundays be, for six weeks in a row. That's yep. starting, I think, the first week of September. Yeah, it's going to be cross all over the place. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, there's going to be a lot of cross happening. Um, so guys, I'm I'm compiling a what I hope to be a fairly complete uh, calendar of cross, both practices, races, and even some gravel type events, gravel and off road events, uh, that which I have embedded on the Semitough websites. So if you go to semitough.cc, you will see our New Orleans and surrounding area cyclocross calendar it includes our practices i'm also trying to include some races from uh, pensacola and from alabama because uh, we know we like to go up and race with some of those guys as well yeah so uh as Bodie alluded to a little bit earlier yes i did today i just won an ebay bid on a new cross frame set and uh, i'm pretty stoked about that pretty excited and uh I also, uh, like yourself, Townsend, going full DI2 disc. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So you're going to, you've just, you're going to order the Grupo. Already did. Nice. And the wheels. Wow. Mm-hmm. Broken leg can't stop him. I just spent more in one day than I have ever spent on any bike ever. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm all over in. here still riding my. 2012 crux comp (laughs) well we'll throw you some crumbs buddy okay um in other exciting news the podcast got a review so what and we and we appreciate those yeah we're super excited that people actually listen to this podcast so i'm gonna read this review uh it's titled the podcast for everybody i i i agree (laughs) this is by steve e evans Really enjoy listening to these guys. The show has inspired me to take the sport, both as a participant and a spectator, much more seriously, but at the same time with a sense of humor. Mm. If you enjoy hilarious banter, want news from local races all the way to the UCI, this is the show for you. I agree with you, Steve. Thank you very much for that review. I, yeah. actually, I agree with Steve as well. I appreciate that. I, I, I often wonder how hilarious we are, but... Um, <laughs> I do feel like we are the podcast for everyone. And Steve was nice enough to uh, tell me he wrote left a review on Friday morning's Froomey Friday ride. Oh, oh, that's nice. why I didn't know who you were talking about. I thought you were talking about early miles on Saturday, and Sorry. I was trying to trying oh, to place wait, it. Oh wait, maybe it was. Or, oh, I can't remember now. But one it was other. one of those six o'clock rides from Noma. Yeah, when it's still Steve dark. Steve was there on his orange KTM bike. That he happens to be a brand ambassador for. Oh. So I told him I was going to go look up KTM bikes because I had never heard of them, and he just did his job. Mm. That's right. Yeah. So there you go. That that's. I that's, guess that's how that works. That's what a true brand ambassador does. Yeah. And on that note, let me say thank you to my good friend Tom Caddis oh. for hooking me up with mm. my sweet new Campy Grupo for my Serata. It's all built up. Uh, I've posted pictures of it on my Instagram. I've now ridden it a few times. I wrote it on the Giro this Sunday. I was afraid that, you know, that it was not going to be uh, as fast as my <laughs> other bike, but I just love it. I just love it. It's fast. Did you survive? Now, I survived. But I survived the, problem, the Giro. The problem you had riding the Giro was you were, you were going really fast, but you had no way to measure how good you were. You were spraying out watts everywhere yep. with no data collector. Yeah, that's there, true. Those watts just... Fell out of your jersey like your raffa glasses. Well, we'll see. We'll see what uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what we can do about that one. But you're right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm running naked, and uh, and and it is concerning me a little bit because you get used to having those power numbers, and uh, yeah. maybe, so, maybe maybe something could happen uh, to help alleviate that. That's uh, stages. Are you listening to our podcast? Uh, 
That's, Maybe uh, stages could get you a new power meter. That's step number two. We'll see what we can do to negotiate that. Uh, but yeah, guys, I guess that's uh, just about a wrap on this one, huh? I think, I think so. I think that's a wrap on episode we're about there. 54. Um, y'all want to close this out? Sure, I'll, I'll sign it off. Um, this is the T-Bone saying, will the dude that found my Rafa shades on the Giro uh, please return them to Townsend Myers at gmail.com and this is Sir Cheerio saying uh, I hope my wife is not listening to this podcast and uh, please nobody mention the fact that I just spent more on any bike than I've ever spent before today thank you don't worry, Matt. She's not listening. And the mortgage, the mortgage has been paid, sweetie. <laughs> and this is the buddy, buddy saying, "Dude who found Towns' sunglasses, you can also give us a email at yayride at gmail.com. and you can leave a review on iTunes, like our friend Steve E. Evans did. Please do on iTunes, as I said. And uh, yeah, we welcome all questions, comments, and concerns. And I will see everyone Wednesday night at the Punch Train Beach Summer Series finale." Good night.